the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Kudos to the city of Gahanna, which uh, has honored three of its division of police officers with the Medal of Honor for their heroic actions responding to the bus crash on I-70 that killed several Tuscaroras Valley High School students. I think there were six people, three adults and three students killed in that crash. Um, These officers were on their way to a training and happened upon the crash and were the first people there and leaped into action, rendering aid, moving people out of harm's way. Uh, They said they didn't want to get an award for it. Uh, One of the officers said it's a mixed feeling. The crash was such a tragedy, and our hearts go out to the families that had a loss or a serious injury. It's an honor we're supported and appreciated by the department, the city, and the community. It's why we show up and do what we do. Uh, The three honored are Sergeant Justin Sheesby, Sergeant Kyle Parrish, and Officer Kalia Pertz. Uh, They uh, received congressional proclamations from U.S. Representative Joyce Beatty, Democrat of Columbus, who most notably was not in attendance Monday night when the officers were presented with their proclamation. Now, because it would be bad campaign business for Joyce Beatty, head of the Congressional Black Caucus, to show up and honor three police officers. That would look bad on her political resume. And of course, Joyce Beatty is nothing if not a political animal. She's not going to do anything that would harm her chances of being reelected, which would be virtually impossible given how blindly uh, people in the city of Columbus vote for Democrats. Uh, Our hearts go out uh, to the Mifflin Township police officer Sunday night who was stabbed in the head by a deranged, likely mentally ill 37-year-old from Mansfield who has a history of felonious assaults and violence against police officers. But of course, you can't lock the guy up to keep people safe. We have to leave him out until he actually kills somebody. But uh, thankfully, this 37-year-old is uh, now in custody. And hopefully the officer will recover and will be fine. Uh, Let me throw a couple things at you. I'll get back to the uh, state super-duper fund and the money that they're wasting on a bike path in downtown Columbus. But uh, first of all, you know, the theme of the first half hour of the show was how you're being lied to by the media and how facts are presented in a very strategic way or facts are left out or facts are buried. And sometimes uh, news stories are just memory hold, right? Like, we can't get the names of the two 17-year-olds 
who shot up the victory parade of the Kansas City Chiefs. We can't get their name. And the reason why we can't get their name is well, they're juvenile. That's what we're told, right? We, we can't get their names because they're juvenile. Does the name Kyle Rittenhouse uh, resonate with anybody? Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was publicly pilloried by every liberal media commentator as going on a vigilante spree in Wisconsin when uh, it was being burnt to the ground by George Floyd protesters. When when that happened, Kyle Rittenhouse was 17. I I guess maybe he's not entitled to uh, the protections of juveniles. Does anybody remember the name Nick Sandman? Nick Sandman at the March for Life, just standing there, just looking at this crazed lunatic. I don't know if he's a genuine Native American or a fake Native American. And Nick Sandman's a rich young man today because CNN paid him lots and lots of money because Nick Sandman, a juvenile, had his name drugged through the mud nationally. Nick Sandman, uh, not subject to the protections of the Kansas City 17-year-old parade shooters. Did you know about this? Friday at the University of Colorado, there was a shooting in which uh, two uh, white victims, one 24 years old, Samuel Knopp, and one 26-year-old, Salee Montgomery, uh, were shot to death by 25-year-old Nicholas Jordan of Detroit. Uh, Montgomery and Knopp, the victims, are white. Nicholas Jordan, 25, of Detroit, who was the roommate of Knopp, who he murdered. Uh, Nicholas Jordan is black. Are hate crime charges on the uh, table for this? I don't know. Would they be on the table if the shooter were white and the victims were black? I don't know. Did you even know this happened? Was this reported in the national media over the weekend? Did we have like a national conversation about this? No, we didn't. Uh, Funeral services were held um, last week for a Blunt County, Tennessee sheriff's deputy, Greg McGowan, who at a traffic stop uh, was shot and killed by a guy by the name of Kenneth DeHart. Uh, Mr. McGowan, described as a good cop, a good man, a good friend, not good enough to make national headlines, though. Not good enough to make national headlines. Um, we just, here in Columbus, uh, dealt with the heartache of five-year-old Darnell Taylor being killed by his, uh, likely killed by his foster mom. Did you know that there was a young black child by the name of Alex Wise who was uh, run over and murdered in Texas on February the 8th near Midland, Texas? Uh, Alex Wise was run over by 50-year-old Rogelio Ortiz, previously deported five times, Rogelio Ortiz, an illegal alien. He ran over and killed, murdered 10-year-old Alex Wise. 
a young black child. Did this make national headlines? Well, it did on foxnews.com. I couldn't find it on MSNBC. Couldn't find it. Shocker. So that's how you're being played. That's how it's done. And anybody who tries to tell the story differently is vilified, marginalized, and canceled. Including, I would would even say, particularly uh, people who are black and are honest brokers. One of them is a gentleman by the name of Roland Fryer. Roland Fryer is an economist. Uh, He was one of the world's most celebrated economists. He had a position at Harvard, youngest tenured professor ever, ever at Harvard. Got that tenure at age 30. He won the MacArthur Genius Fellowship, followed by another couple of uh, big high academic honors. And then he decided, you know, in the wake of George Floyd, I'm going to do a study on how many black men are killed by police. And what Roland Fryer's data found is that young black men are not murdered by police at an astronomically high rate, which is what we were told for years and years and years while our cities burned. And so Roland Fryer was targeted by Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, and was fired by Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard. And now Claudine Gay herself has been fired because her wokeness has been exposed. Here's Roland Fryer on a panel with Barry Weiss this past weekend. I also don't tolerate foolishness at all. Okay? And so... You can't put me on a task force where we're going to spend the semester talking about the new name for black people. I don't want to do it. Right? You go to my neighborhood and call someone BIPOC. They'll punch you in the face. No one care. I care about the real issues. Right? You know what's offensive? Being unemployed. And so I have had that attitude throughout my career. I don't plan on getting rid of it. Because I want to make sure we focus on the real issues. And I believe sometimes in universities, we we start to focus internally on the things that will, but it's not helping the people that we said we came there to help. I know most people don't keep track of the daily goings on in the Ohio General Assembly, but as we've hopefully demonstrated on this show time and time again, there are very, very consequential things going on at the State House, things that have a much greater chance, well, at least as good a chance, of impacting your daily life and the quality of your daily life as what goes on in Congress, which is really not much going on in Congress right now, except they're fighting all the time and can't get anything done. And the overthrow of Mike DeWine's stupid veto of the Save Women's Sports Act and the SAFE Act, that's an example of why it's important to pay attention to state politics, because your phone calls to your state legislators, they're a lot more accountable to you than Mike Carey is or Jim Jordan is or Mike Turner and Dayton are. The districts in the state of Ohio are much, much smaller than a congressional district, and so you can have a real impact. You can have a real impact in county commissioner races. You can have a real impact in township trustee races and school board races. So you got to pay attention to what's going on at the state house. And the Republicans at the State House have generally done a pretty good job, but I don't know who decided that they would not turn back a bunch of COVID money that the state is holding on to, and then that they would 
put it in something that they decided they would call the Super Duper Fund. Now, I'm just brainstorming here. I've never been a state legislator. But if somebody said, hey, what do you think we call it the Super Duper Fund? I'd say, I think we can do better. I think we can do better. That sounds a little cavalier, a little not really being vigilant about where the money's going. The Super Duper Fund. But that's what they're calling it. And from this Super Duper Fund, $10 million is going to an organization called the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation to build a super duper bike path in downtown Columbus, exclusive to pedestrian and bike traffic that would be dotted with public art and other experiences. Oh, those other experiences. Uh, The uh, lack of accountability on this project is stark to me. The bike lanes are going to be five feet wide, with a cement planter down the middle three feet wide. So that's a big hunk of real estate downtown. And I don't know, if they're all that concerned about affordable housing, maybe give the $10 million to the affordable housing people, although they just waste it on some woke organization. But at least you'd be showing you at the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation that you really care about the quote-unquote problems you're always complaining about. The Ohio House and the Ohio Senate each have their own $350 million pot of cash to divvy up. Now, I'm just curious. If in Ohio, we have $700 million in the Super Duper Fund, and there are 50 states, I don't know, maybe we're like special favorite state of Joe Biden, I don't think so. (laughs) We have $700 million. Would I be right or wrong to assume that there are other states that have $700 million laying around that they're going to spend on bike paths and other woke, stupid public art and experiences? And if so, given our astronomical and never, ever slowing down burgeoning national debt, now that COVID is over and even the Democrats agree COVID is over, could we not? Here's an idea, Mike Carey. Here's an idea, Mike Turner, Jim Jordan. Pass a law that the states have to send that money back to Washington, D.C. to pay down our debt. Or or put it in the Social Security Solvency Fund. Like, I'd just rather see that than to spend it on bike paths. But the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, uh, according to one of its uh, backers, says this will be a transformative project for the downtown area. Somewhat similar to what Indianapolis has done. How many decades are we going to try to keep up with Indianapolis? Like after, I would think like in the 90s, Columbus would have gotten tired of comparing itself to Indianapolis. (laughs) When Indianapolis had like the foresight to build a downtown dome and lure an NFL team there from Baltimore and host Final Fours in that facility and then tear that one down and build a bigger downtown dome, with world-class convention space and steal all the big shows that Columbus would like to get. I would think a city like Columbus that has always had an inferiority complex about having to list Ohio next to Columbus because people in America don't know where Columbus is unless you say Ohio. I would think we would stop comparing ourselves to Indianapolis because we have long since lost that comparison. But no. What else are we doing with our super-duper fund money? Well, we're going to spend $10 million for a new downtown music hall for the Columbus Symphony Orchestra. I got nothing against the Symphony Orchestra. Strikes me, from the times I've gone, that the people who go to see the Columbus Symphony Orchestra are wealthy people. 
And I have no problem if they want a new symphony hall. But how about your patrons pay for that instead of COVID money? Now, this is interesting. The Columbus Downtown Development Corporation has declined a written request from the dispatch to share plans for the city-owned land where the new music hall is going to go. Referring such requests to the orchestra, the orchestra, the dispatch said, said it can't answer the dispatch's inquiry unless it first checks with the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation. You have lived this very nightmare, have you not? You go to mom, hey mom, can I go to the movies? I don't know, ask your dad. You go to your dad, hey dad, can I go to the movies? I don't know, ask your mom. You just can't get the two in the room. Maybe if the dispatch got the Downtown Development Corporation and the orchestra in the same room, they could get an answer as to the $10 million plans for this land. Now, this is really interesting. And, of course, because it makes the city look stupid, which it doesn't need any help doing, it's buried like four paragraphs from the end. You would think Columbus City Council would have some bearing on where this money goes and how much money is doled out to the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation. Nope. Here's the paragraph. The Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, not Columbus City Council, must approve the plan which cannot be altered without the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation's approval. So if city council objects to this, and they're a bunch of woke Democrats, all Democratic city council, they probably won't because nobody loves spending and wasting money like a Democrat. City council probably won't object to this. But even if they did, the people who are getting the $10 million for the orchestra hall and spending the $10 million on the bike path, the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, a nonprofit, I'd sure like to see the salaries on the people in charge of the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation. The nonprofit has total control over this project, over and above what Columbus City Council can do. If Columbus City Council, Shannon Harden's awake, which, you know, we know he's not. Where's Columbus City Council on requiring this money to be spent on lowering crime initiatives or maybe hiring investigators to solve the murders of Mackenzie Ridley or Olivia Kurtz? Or any of the other black teenagers in town. Maybe Joyce Beatty would be able to come to town for that. She can't come to honor the three white Gahanna police officers. Could she come if we were going to give millions to hiring, invest, or, or just hiring enough police officers to fully staff our police department? A friend of mine's car was broken into. She was told they can't do anything about it. Not enough staff. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.